Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. And today I am very excited about our guest. Her name is Haley Morgan and she blogs at thetinytwig.com. She also wrote an ebook called The No-Brainer Wardrobe. And maybe you are one of those people who loves to shop, who has just a knack for fashion. I am not one of those people. I'm the sort of person that I'm pretty sure Haley wrote that ebook for because I need a no-brainer wardrobe. I am incapable of shopping without having a small meltdown. And just I spend too much time staring at my closet trying to figure out what to wear. If it's not on a mannequin at a store, I don't know if I should buy it for to go with something else. I just don't get those things. Maybe it's the nature of having grown up with a dad and brother. I don't know what it is. All I can say is that Haley shares some great tips and tricks today on how to shop smart for your wallet and your wardrobe, how to have a wardrobe that you can just look at and know it goes together, know what you can wear together so that you don't just stare at your closet for extended periods of time, which I confess I've done. And she also dives into how to deal with trends. As moms, we're getting a little bit older. We're not necessarily on the cutting edge. And she talks and just addresses the issue of when is a trend beyond me? When should I incorporate a trend into my wardrobe? That's what we're talking about in today's episode. Good, good stuff. Let's jump in. Hey, Haley, how are you doing today? Hi, Kat. I'm so good. How are you? I am doing very well, and I'm excited to talk about fashion and wardrobe and all that kind of stuff for moms because, well, I don't necessarily wear mom jeans. I absolutely hate shopping. And the, the only reason I buy new clothes is because I go and speak at conferences every now and then, and I don't want to wear the same thing at every conference. Yes. So I need your advice, and I'm sure that there are moms out there listening as well that need some advice too. So uh, before we get into all that, though, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about your motherhood story. Yeah, I ha- I'm the mom of four boys. I have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, a three-year-old, and a one-year-old. So, And they're all boys. And Um, I was a really young mom. I had my first son when I was 21 um, and then just kept having little boys from there. So it is, I I was so shocked at um, the affection that I have for the kids. Mm -hmm. I I always knew I would love them, but I was shocked at how much I like them and how much I just really love spending time with them. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the gist of it. And you have four boys. That amazes me. I've two girls and one boy. And, and I, I often say, I thought that when I had my little boy, that it would be like, oh, here you go, Jimmy. Here is your son. Have fun with your boy. Yes. But my goodness, oh, I'm just wrapped around his little finger. It is so 
fun. I mean, I love having girls, but I was just very, it was very unexpected at how much I would love being a boy mom. And I can only imagine having as many as you do and how sweet it is. Well, it's all I know. So, um, but it is pretty great. I always tell moms that are expecting a little boy, like it's just the most fun thing. Boys are so, um, I just, like, there's just something special about that um, mom-boy relationship. Yes, yeah. yes. I'm afraid I'm going to be like the mom in, what was that show, Everybody Loves Raymond? <laughs> that I'm just going to be living across the street and coming over every day. I know. I told, or I've always said um, that my, like, job, as soon as I had, like, Noah, my first, was, like, to figure out how to be a good mother-in-law. Um, so. <laughs> my new I mean that's my life's work basically I think is to learn how to be a good mother-in-law so that is a good goal to have and I'm sure your future daughter-in-law will greatly appreciate that ambition of yours I hope that she's not upset when I want to like dress her up in crew cuts clothes and things like that (laughs) and leggings to make up for lost time (laughs) she'll be okay with that (laughs) or maybe she'll give you some little grandbabies I know. And when we found out that my fourth was a boy, my husband was already like, okay, well, granddaughters are going to be so great. Um, Hopefully we have a bunch of them. So, Yeah, I interviewed um, Heather McFadden from The God-Centered Mom, and she had the same same thing. She has four boys as well. Heather and I, I met Heather when she was pregnant with her fourth boy, and she had just recently found out that he was a boy. And Um, so when I found out that Eli, our fourth was a boy, I was like, Heather, (laughs) this is, um, but it is a really, really fun, fun life. So I'm grateful for it. Now you wrote an ebook called the no brainer wardrobe. Tell me a little bit about that. I did. I, um, it's interesting because I'm not a style blogger. I'm not a fashion blogger. I, um, I'm a mom and my, um, my tagline for my blog is um, about living a life of more passion and less fuss. So the no-brainer wardrobe is kind of like the style um, ethos of that. It's kind of the way that that ethos works itself out in style. It's all about figuring out what you do like, figuring out what you don't like, and um, how to get dressed without standing in front of your closet for 30 minutes in the morning and have everything that was on your hangers now sitting in a pile um, by your feet on the floor. I've never done that. Yeah. I'm kidding. Yeah. And never. Um, (laughs) I I have visceral memories of that as like, you know, in high school or in middle school of just like, oh my gosh, what am I going to wear? And going through 10,000 outfits. Um, But now I kind of have it down to where I, it's rare that I try Mm. on more than one thing. Um, And so yeah, it's, I feel a lot of freedom in the fact that um, I've kind of figured out this way to get dressed and feel good about myself, but not get wrapped up in all of the stuff that goes along with it. Well, that just sounds like the holy grail to someone like <laughs> me. So take me I, on that journey. Tell me, get me started on that. Where, where, would yeah. somebody, where would somebody start on that process? Yeah, well, I think if you're looking at the problem, I think it's like, you are at Target to buy milk and you see a cute shirt and you throw that in your cart and, um, you know, you see a pair of pants that might work, but you're with your kids and you don't want to try them on. So you throw that in your cart too. And, you know, you're, 
you get that tank top because it's it's definitely going to go under one of your your t-shirts. So throw that in the cart. And by the time you're ringing up your uh, items at Target, it's that whole thing where you went in for milk and you left with $150 worth <laughs> of stuff. Um, and I found myself doing that after I had my son Noah, my oldest, because I kind of had forgotten um, what I liked and what I looked good in. And um, I was trying to figure out my new role as a mom. And so that had shifted. And I found that I was just buying stuff because it was there and um, it was cheap. So I didn't feel bad about buying it. It wasn't like I had an expensive shopping habit or anything like that. But pretty soon my closet was full and I felt like I didn't have anything to wear. So I would say that that is like the setup of the problem. And I think it's something that we all can relate to, to an extent. Um, and for me, it, um, what I would say to do next is to take a really long look at what you have in your closet and really be brutally honest about if you love it and if you feel good in it and if it's something that you always reach for. Like, you know, the clothes that they're always the ones that you miss when you haven't done laundry in a while mm -hmm. or um, it's the first thing that you grab out of the clean clothes. Those are the things that I think you love those. You need to put those back on your hangers and keep that in your closet. Um, and so I do that. I go through and I get rid of the obvious no's, like the things that don't fit anymore, the things that are stained. Um, maybe it was a gift that you didn't, you know, you never liked, but you felt like you had to hold on to it. Um, maybe it was something that was expensive and you liked it at one point, but it doesn't fit your lifestyle anymore. I get rid of all of those sort of things. And then you're left with a little bit more manageable closet. I think ideally, um, I like to keep my closet in between 40 and 50 items. I have 50 wooden hangers that I bought from Target, and they're not very expensive there. Um, and that helps me keep my closet to a manageable amount of things so that I'm not um, overwhelmed when I go to look at it. Um, it's the same sort of reason that um, fast food menus like in and out Burger only has a couple things on their menu because they don't want you to be overwhelmed. They want you to want to come back and to have a good experience. Um, and it's easy to make a decision and it's easy to feel good about what you ordered. Because mm -hmm. um, you don't feel like you were missing out on something else that you might have ordered. Right. Um, and that, I think, is like the very, very most important part of the whole no-brainer wardrobe concept um, is to get your closet down to a manageable amount of things and, um, get rid of all the stuff that you don't love. Um, then what I do is I have a pin board on Pinterest that is just called wardrobe. And it is where I pin anything that I'm like, Oh, she looks cute in that. Or, Oh, that's cute. Um, and it's not necessarily even things that I would buy or things like that, but then I, after a while, go through it and I see the styles that I'm drawn to. Mm. I see things that I'm naturally um, attracted to. And um, I can kind of, I'll write those things down. Like I personally, I love like a skinny jean. I love a pair of ankle booties and I like kind of like an oversized but structured top. Um, and that's kind of like what I would call my uniform. So I would write those sort of things down. And um, then that gives you a basis to know kind of aesthetically what you're drawn to um, so that you can go 
shopping or look in your own closet and see if you have those things. Um, I feel like I'm just regurgitating the whole book to you, Kat. (laughs) Excited about talking about. (laughs) Um, One other thing is it's really important to me how clothes feel on my body. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to feel like clammy all day or like uncomfortable or like if I'm wearing a blazer and it fits funny and I'm going to be tugging at it all day, like that's something I don't ever want to wear again. I want to feel good in my clothes. There's no reason to wear clothes you don't feel good in, like physically feel good in. So um, I would go through your closet and recognize the fabrics that you do feel good in and the things that you don't feel good in. Um, Like I don't like like those polyester blend kind of blouses that a lot of cheaper stores sell. They make me feel like a little sweaty and sticky all day Mm -hmm. and I just feel gross. Um, But they're cheap and they're really available and they're always in like the cutest patterns um, and so they're appealing because that's the clothes that the big box retailers want you to buy. So they're hard to resist, but um, I, I know about myself now that I don't like wearing them. So I just like say no to those things. Well, it sounds like so much of it is just taking the time to review what you have, what you like and what you don't like and making yeah. actually making notes of it. I, I know for me, this may sound terrible. What I wear is often something of an afterthought. I'm like, okay, I need to go somewhere. I have five minutes to get dressed. Let me grab this. And I never really go back and think through, you know, did I really like that? Was I comfortable in that? And I definitely don't. The only only reason I pare down what I have in my closet is because my office is in my closet. And so what used to be a walk-in closet with like four different places to hang clothes has now been relegated to one side being my actual office. The other side on the bottom, there's like a little couch thing for the kids. And then in the very top corner is where my clothes are. And so the only reason I limit what I have is because I only have that one spot to put my clothes. But I never take the time to think about all of that and to review it. And and I think I would feel a lot less stressed and overwhelmed if I walked into my closet and I looked up there and I realized that even with the limited amount of space that I have, I probably only use half of what's up there. Yeah. That's the other great thing is if you do only have five minutes before you have to run out and go somewhere, if you have um, 40 items that you love and most likely they all kind of go together, um, then you can't go wrong and you feel good in what you wore. Mm -hmm. Um, That's the biggest thing for me is, um, I mean, I wrote the no-brainer wardrobe about two and a half years ago. So I've been this has kind of been the way that I've operated with um, my clothes. And so it's gotten to the point where pretty much everything in my closet goes with everything else. And I love pretty much everything in my closet. So I can get dressed and I know I feel good about what I'm wearing without having to put thought into it because it is like the last thing I want to put thought into really um, is what I wear during the day. Mm -hmm. So um, and I know for some people it's an outlet of their self-expression and it's fun for them. And that's so great. But I have a lot of um, things I'm responsible for in life. And I have always have a lot of open mental loops going on in my head. And so what I wear just can't be one of those things. Um, but I also need to feel confident in what I'm wearing and feel comfortable in it too. So, so as a mom, uh, what, how do you handle fashion trends? And the fact that we're not 16 anymore. Um, do you have, I, you know, you're younger than I am, but do you have 
a perspective on that or or if you if it's not something that you often think about what would you say to moms listening who feel like maybe I'm how do I know when I'm shouldn't be wearing skinny jeans anymore or how do I know when whether or not I can pull off this certain fashion trend yeah, yeah. well I have been starting to feel like that I have a brother who's 10 years younger than me so he's a freshman in college right now. And I just realized I'm not that age anymore. Um, I think I just like that just dawned on me um, when I went to walk around Xavier's campus and the girls did not look like I look anymore. Or I don't look like what they look like, I guess. Um, I think I, I um, am pretty set in what I like and I allow trends to kind of come into my wardrobe, but I don't make them my whole wardrobe. So um, I would say like there's probably a style that you've been drawn to since you were way younger. And um, that is like kind of your classic, your staple style. And I think past that, like it's great to add in those fun little trends in age appropriate ways. Like I think anybody can wear skinny jeans. I think my grandma could wear skinny jeans. I think it's all about, I could see her wearing like a skinny jeans with like a bohemian kind of like structured tunic kind of thing. Um, with maybe some cute, um, like little flat sandals or something like that. Um, I could see, um, somebody my mom's age, I could see them wearing skinny jeans with maybe um, like a blazer and like an Oxford um, with like a cute pair of like those little smoking loafers that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there. I think that those sort of things I think anybody can do. Um, like I'm probably not going to wear cutoff shorts with um, Doc Martin boots like I see my brother's girlfriends wearing. Like that's probably not going to be something that I'm going to do, but I can look at some of the things that they wear and some of the styles and maybe pick out what, um, what might fit in with the wardrobe that I have. And a lot of it, I just pass on. I just say like, that's, I am not wearing that. That it looks ridiculous. (laughs) Um, I'm totally okay with that too. Um, I think it's also like, some styles are made for 16 year olds and they pass in like a year and you never see them again. But some styles start out with 16 year olds, but they endure for longer. And, um, you know, I think maybe like two years into a trend might be a good time to kind of see like, okay, I'm going to add that into my, um, kind of repertoire, Mm -hmm. especially if it's pricey. I Mm -hmm. think it's important to make sure that it's going to stick around. Um, but if it's inexpensive, I think don't go out and buy 20 of them. You know, don't go buy 20 pairs of whatever. Um, I can't even think of some. Don't go buy 20 pairs of Doc Martin boots, you know. But um, but maybe find a way to wear that trend in a, in a way that feels – it feels honest to you. Like I'm one of those mm-hmm. people that being genuine is like super important to me. So I feel like I'm playing dress up when I'm wearing a trend that isn't authentic to me. So, um, yeah. I love that quote, wear things that feel honest to you. That's, that's yeah. so good. So good. Um, well, I'm definitely old because apparently what was in when I was in college is now in again. Cause I remember wearing 
Well, I don't think I had Doc Martens, but the idea of cutoffs and boots. Yes, and boots. Yeah, I know. Fun. Well, uh, one of the very few fashion tips that I could actually give is if you live in a college town or can get to a college town, I personally um, live near Baylor University, and my sort of grid for what I allow myself to wear and how far after the trend started that I actually start wearing it is that there's uh, there are a couple of resale shops that a lot of the Baylor girls will take their clothes to. And so you can get really, really expensive clothes that are one or two seasons old and yeah. in very good condition, especially if you go in May when they're clearing out their dorms and clearing out their wardrobes and they don't want to have to take stuff home because they're flying or whatever. Um, to go to one of those resale shops. And I, you know, I've gotten $300 pants for $30. And That's you crazy. can just get great. And they still have the tag on them. Um, yeah. So, you know, go to the, yes. you know, the ritziest university you can find near you so that they get rid of nicer stuff. And it just helps me feel like, okay, this isn't the cutting edge, which right. I'm more comfortable with because I don't want that attention. I don't want to be cutting edge. Uh, right. But I don't, I also don't want to wear a muumuu every day. So, right. you know, so that that's that would be the one, the only fashion tip that I could offer to this podcast. I love it. I love it. I think one thing too, real fast, um, that I would suggest is kind of figure out what retailers um, make clothes that fit your body. I think mm-hmm. that um, they all have generally the same like fit models that they'll use for their whole um, line in each individual retailer. And so you'll kind of know, like, um, I like J. Crew clothes. I like how they look, but they don't fit me well. So I will go to J. Crew for like inspiration, but I am not going to buy my clothes there. Um, so know those sort of things because it makes shopping online a lot easier um, because you know kind of your trusted your trusted brand or your trusted style or store. And that way you can kind of get inspiration from a lot of different places, but you know when you go to order that that brand is going to fit you. That is a great tip because shopping online is just it's like a war zone half the yeah. time. <laughs> Things coming at you from every direction. So true. So true. Um, Haley, where can people find you online and where can they find the book? Uh, you can find me at thetinytwig.com or thetinytwig on any social media platform. Um, and then the book has its own little site and there's a little video on there that kind of like explains my heart about it, but it's the no brainer wardrobe.com. Awesome. And what would you say to a mom who is about to turn off this podcast and go back to taking care of her kids or to her daily life? And maybe she hasn't gotten dressed today. And so she needs to go face her closet and she feels a little just overwhelmed by the whole thing, a little insecure about clothes and what she wears and stuff. What's one thing that you'd say to encourage her? Um, I would say that you're enough and you're not too much. And to go put on a pair of jeans, put your hair up, put on a little mascara and put on a pair of shoes and you'll ultimately feel so much better just with that step. And um, you already have what it takes to face the day. So um, feel freedom in that and um, don't stress too much about the little stuff. Awesome. Haley, thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, you know what I want to mention too? You have a new clothing company for kids. Can you just give us the link to that and give us a quick rundown of what it's about? Yeah, we are starting um, a capsule wardrobe for kids that is ethically produced. So it's going to be kind of the no-brainer wardrobe for kids. 
so that your kids can get dressed easily and um, you know they're always going to look good and you also can feel good about the way that they were manufactured. Um, and that is called Wildly Co., like dancing wildly. So that's W-I-L-D-L-Y-C-O.com. And it's also Wildly Co. on the social media platforms too. So we're really excited about that. Awesome. Well, I know you're a busy woman and I thank you for taking time out to help all of us moms who are fashion challenged take a step in the right direction. I appreciate it, Haley. I had so much fun, Kat. Thanks so much. Thanks. You have a great day. You too. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new.